0: Chapter 4, Compliance Contract Tip, Conflict of interest provisions. Conflict of interest provisions provide that the parties to the contract do not have any conflicts of interest. While some contracts specify precisely what a conflict of interest means, most contracts leave it undefined. Some of these provisions require the parties to take on additional obligations. These obligations could require certification that there's no conflict, provide notice if a conflict arises during the term, and promise to avoid any actual or potential conflicts. Here are three things to think about with these provisions. One, does the provision extend to the perception of a conflict? The perception threshold could be critical in some transactions. Needing an actual or potential conflict instead of the perception of one may not be enough in our era of fast paced news cycles. Two, what is the scope of conflicts included? Some provisions limit the scope to financial profits, but these sections can include any benefit to an individual, their family, or their organization. Three, what happens if there is a breach? Consider whether the provision needs to be explicit that any violation is a material default. Contract tip, compliance with law provisions. Many of us used to gloss over compliance with law provisions, but with the rise of compliance and significant regulatory burdens, companies are more careful with what obligations they'll take on. Here are four things to think about with your compliance with law provisions. One, these aren't one size fits all. Be clear about the company's risk tolerance and compliance standards. You may need stronger compliance provisions for a specific counterparty and a specific deal. Two, avoid extreme demands. These provisions often end up mutual. Don't expect others to agree to what you won't. Three, Simplistic provisions may be enough sometimes. It is okay to use Comply with Applicable Laws in the Representation and Warranty section rather than list each law by name. But check with your compliance team first. They may have different company-specific requirements. 4. Don't volunteer to comply with inapplicable laws. Be careful not to voluntarily agree to comply with a law that does not apply. If you aren't sure, clarify that your compliance is to the extent applicable. Another option is to agree to comply with the principles in the law instead of the law itself. Contract tip, antitrust issues when dealing with competitors. Whenever we work on deals between competitors, We need to consider whether any concerns should be escalated to an antitrust or competition lawyer here are three types of provisions that make me pause and evaluate whether i need to flag them for further review one restrictions on doing business with other competitors i watch for any deal that prohibits a party from working with a competitor or selling a competitor's products these can be deemed against public policy depending on the length, scope, and market share of the entities involved. Two, collaborating with your competitor. I also look for information sharing among the competitors. A red flag should go up anytime you have a contract sharing product, pricing, and customer information with your competitor. Three, any predatory pricing strategies. I also evaluate whether the parties offer steep discounts depending on purchasing both parties' products. If these discounts are loss leaders, such as less than the cost of the good, the deal might be viewed as a collaborative effort to eliminate the competition. Contract tip, compliance risks and disclosing information. There are potential compliance and regulatory issues that may arise when we are disclosing information to third parties. When we share information with a counterparty, we usually focus on restricting them from improper use and disclosure. We use non-disclosure agreements to manage those risks. But there are other risks to consider too, because just making those disclosures may violate the law or a contractual obligation. Here are four compliance risks that can arise because of information disclosure. One, antitrust and competition. These laws restrict competitors from discussing pricing and agreeing to limits on how they do business. Just having those discussions may cross the line. Two, privacy and confidentiality. Before you worry about what our counterparty will do with the information you share, You need to make sure you can share it. Privacy laws or or other contractual obligations may restrict that. 3. Export compliance. Export laws restrictions may limit your freedom to disclose technical information to some foreign nationals. 4. Fraud. If you share information with fraudulent intent or that purposefully misrepresents the facts, Your disclosure puts you at risk. Contract tip, creating unintentional franchises. Franchises are business relationships in which a franchisor grants the right to use its trademark and operation system in exchange for ongoing payments from a franchisee. When most think of franchises, we think of businesses like McDonald's. But other business relationships can be considered franchises, too, even when the parties never intended them to be. There is no single definition of a franchise, but most laws define a franchise as generally having these three elements. One, a license to use another's trademark. Two, a requirement to run the business with a marketing plan or method of operation. And three, a fee. If the relationship meets the statutory definition of a franchise, then the franchisor is subject to the law's requirements and limitations. Franchisors in the U.S. have to prepare an offering document similar to a securities filing, register it, and give it to prospective franchisees. Franchisors may also face relationship laws restricting when the franchisor can terminate or not renew. Some states also have business opportunity laws, which have an even lower threshold and are subject to regulatory requirements. Contract Tip Name a contract compliance lead in each business unit. Most companies have contracting policies and procedures. We design these policies to prevent signing contracts that the right people have not reviewed. These policies outline how to store and manage copies of the contracts. But who makes sure everyone is following the rules? Legal could get involved in every transaction, but that approach is expensive and inefficient and then legals the scapegoat for our slow processes. In some companies, supply chain and supply sales op manage this, but unless those teams are embedded in the business unit, they might may not know everything that's going on. My favorite solution, designate a contract compliance lead in each business unit. Each department has one employee coordinating all of the department's non-disclosure agreements and random contracting. I find the best person for this role have a compliance mindset and report to a senior VP or director. I provide detailed training so that they know the requirements. Then this person would field all first level questions from their team. I saw much better compliance rates than relying on every person to understand and follow all the policies intricacies. Contract tip. How to improve compliance with your signature policy. One of the most troubling contract risks facing companies is when unauthorized employees sign contracts. These employees lack the authority to bind the company. Often they don't know the corporate requirements, but they sign the contract anyway. Here are four approaches that I found work well to improve compliance. One, Make the policy publicized, accessible, workable, and easy to understand. People may not know what it says or why it's so important. Two, arrange for your senior executives to promote it. Don't just rely on the employees finding it on your internet. The message is much more powerful if it comes from their boss or even better, their boss's boss. Three, Ensure your senior executives are complying, too. I've seen some companies where executives refuse to comply. It's no wonder their teams won't either. Four, highlight the consequences. Some employees resist compliance. When I see that attitude, I explain it in terms of their self-interest. I highlight that they'll likely be deposed if there's a dispute involving the document that they signed.